welcome, 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 welcome. You are most welcome to the Dreamer Girl Podcast. My name is Bemisola. I am your host and I am so grateful that you tuned in. This is going to be lit. Hello, it's me. Hi guys, welcome to the Dreamer Girl Podcast. As always, I'm so thankful that you tuned in. So this is episode 58 First of all, how are you doing? How was last week? How did you grow last week? How did you give expression to your gifts and to your dreams this past week? In what areas of your life did you seek accountability this past week? What vices did you tackle this past week? You know, I ask these questions on every episode because I want you to be cognizant of the fact that you're creating your dream life or not every single day, right? Every single decision, every single moment is adding to this thing that you're building, whatever that is. And so I want you to be awake for the journey, right? I want all of us to be awake for the journey and not to be asleep at the wheel so that we know that we know what's happening. We know what's going on. We know how we're growing intentionally. So that's why I ask these questions. And I hope that you have answers and I hope that you're really building the life that you want to be building. So last week on the podcast, I talked about what the podcast was really based on one main statement. And it was because marriage is not a criterion or a prerequisite for wholeness, you don't have to settle. And the point was that marriage is a beautiful thing. It's great to find your person in the world. It's great to have someone to run this journey with, to learn how to be sacrificial more <laughs> with, and you know, all this thing to build a family with, you know, to, to raise a godly seed with all those great things that we see from the Bible and from good models around us. But as great as marriage is, you don't, your life doesn't have to be on hold till you find it. If it's something that you want till you find your partner, or you're found by the partner. If it's something that you want, like your fulfillment, your calling, your joy, your, your greatness, all those things don't have to be suboptimal till you find a mate. And that was what the point of the episode was. So because nothing is on hold, your life isn't on hold. You don't need to just rush into something. You don't just need to rush so that you can say that you've checked that off your box or you've now finally found wholeness because nothing external is going to give you that wholeness. And so that's something you settle before you start looking for somebody or before you start craving or desiring those things. And you still constantly need to, even in a marriage, remind yourself that this is not where my wholeness comes from. This is not where my identity comes from, but it's always great to know that beforehand as well. So that you don't just drop your standards. Like knowing this thing, being confident in who God has called you to be, being confident in your purpose already, you can be more objective and then you pray as well and be guided by the Holy Spirit to know the things that are most important to you. And then don't settle on those things because nothing is missing. Okay. Nothing is lacking. You're doing well. So there's no reason to rush into any kind of thing. And I, I know I went into like reasons why it might not be so easy to leave that out day to day because of the traditions that we, we have around us, the, the environments that we are raised in and what people say, what people think, what people communicate. Um, so I, I don't even know why I went on that journey, but I spoke about all those concerns. And the point was that beneath a lot of that pressure, there's there are actual worries and actual concerns and there's actual care. Uh, so I went on that journey. I hope that you found that interesting because it was really just me sharing how, what I feel, just me talking about the things that annoy me sometimes. Um, but I also clearly want to note here that I wasn't saying that all those concerns and all that pressure is valid. There's some things that are in right. So for example, there are families that 
give out the daughter as sort of a, like as cash cows right it's not about what you want it's it's not that we, we care about you it's that we need to raise money and again everything is so complex because human beings are complex are complex people so there's so much under that so it might not just be the surface of we, we don't care about you we just want money there's that but then there's also it's really a tough time in the family and we need this so there's that group um where it's not perfectly just their concern they actually care where there are things that we need to actually address and these things are really helpful to young girls and even in that line of thinking you have young girls that are still being given out in marriage without their consent before they even know themselves and so as the international women's day is coming up you know things like that, that you think about and you realize that this is what we need to keep pushing for and fighting for fighting for yet communicating for negotiating for fighting fighting for so that young girls are in being sold into these systems that can't work for them these systems that limit their their greatness and limit their productivity just limit their lives and put them in really precarious precarious situations and so mm, passionate passionate about these things okay let's just let me rein it in okay so that's what i was saying so even though i was trying to say that some concerns are valid i wasn't saying that all concerns are valid because not all concerns are valid and some are just downright negative and we need to work against those now this week on the podcast i want to talk about something that i think about very often and it's this idea of what's the point if you've been listening to the podcast for a while you know that i talk about a lot of things i talk about success i talk about um, fulfilling your dreams, um, seeing your dreams come true. I talk about, I, <laughs> I talk about relationships. I talk about all these different things. I talk about integrity. I talk a lot about values and treating people right and not cutting people with your words and all those things. And as great as those things are, it can get to a point where they are actually taxing, right? Because a lot of the people in the world, or let's say the, the loudness, the loudest part of culture isn't many times channeled towards this thing. This isn't, often saying the same things like the world isn't necessarily telling you you don't cancel people you can't cancel human beings people are allowed to grow we should have grace for people or it's not all about money because you have money doesn't make you this special somebody there's more to life than success in terms of financial like success or just achievements or things that you earn so culture isn't necessarily saying these things and so sometimes you can feel like you're living against the tide you're living against what's popular and that can be taxing, right? We have the grace of God definitely to help us, particularly if you're a Christian, um, but it can still get taxing. So I, I, I find myself asking these questions often and I feel like if you listen, there are some more episodes that you probably have that question as well. It's like, what's the point of all this? You know, that we don't say bad things to people. We don't curse. We don't while out. <laughs> we don't yolo out. I don't know. You, you know, we don't do all these things. What's the point? And I think it's a great question to ask because many times we we do things without having any reason why and that's just a quick way to stop doing those things or to get caught up in the the things that don't actually matter the things that aren't really important like if you don't know the why you can be pressured into doing something else you can get tired you can stop doing it altogether. you can just get frustrated and so asking that question isn't bad like what's the point is a very valid question to ask and on this episode, and it'll probably take more than one episode to actually get through all the things that come to mind for me personally. And so maybe three episodes, I'm going to be talking about what's the point. But what's the point? I think the first thing for me is just Jesus, my faith, to be honest. Because without the idea that there's life after death and there's Jesus and um, all that he said is true, there's really no point. <laughs> if like If all there is to life is life itself, 
then it's like do whatever you feel like have your best version of it do whatever floats your boat do whatever makes your heart sing just do it and be done with it but my faith stands in opposition to that sort of perspective because jesus i know that that opens up a whole discussion for different people because some people i said jesus and you you absolutely got that you're like yeah baby i feel you is this christianity christianity thing that we're all doing you know you know you absolutely understood that but for some people it's like that's not an answer because it's like why jesus and this is probably one of my favorite topics to talk about um just thinking about faith because as someone that grew up in a christian home at some point i had that question myself and i don't think i ever considered like leaving the faith or anything because like i, I say it a lot i was raised in a family that's very christian but not not just very Christian in that religious, very Christian in that God, Jesus, that was literally our lives. You know, it was, I, I, I did see my parents do something in church and do something else at home. It was very consistent. Um, I still have vivid memories of my daddy crying in worship. And, you know, when you think about vulnerability and you want to talk about toxic masculinity and those things, those pictures stay with me. Those pictures sort of, that's, that's the foundation, right, of who you are. Like, there's so much that your background contributes to the way you see the world. And I guess I'll just quickly take a segue and say that as we raise families and we mentor people, let's remember that we're building foundations in people's lives. And we don't want them to have to spend years in therapy trying to unwork the things that we did, you know, trying to dismantle the things that we created in their lives. And so I just wanted to say that as well um, while we're on the topic. But going back to that, so I was raised in a family where faith was everything um, and it was consistent. So I, I think... I don't remember ever thinking like I won't be a Christian because I, I sort of trusted my parents. Like when you're young, they're the like, who else will you trust first? And it's so sad that you have a lot of people that I'm going to put you on the devil. I'm going to put you on the devil that the devil just uses to mess up the things that should ground you and give you confidence in the world and should help you start to navigate the world from a place of strength. But a lot of things happen to just dismantle that and just destroy that from the very start and ruin the foundation. But I am very grateful that I didn't have that i um, growing up and I had parents that I could trust. And so it was sort of grounded in me from the start that this religion thing, this faith thing matters, but I still had questions. And early in my, in my family, actually, we had this situation where I almost lost my dad and my dad got saved in like high school, no university. I think like at the start of university, cause he tells the story of how he, he wanted to while out. Like he came from a very strict upbringing, not Anglican. Yeah. Kind of religious as well, but not too per se very but very like upper class very disciplined their rules here very strict dad so he grew up in that kind of family and he said that when he was going to the university he told himself the hour has come to be a grown man <laughs> and he said that on, i think on the first night on campus like the day he landed i think they were having something i think convention um and i think he probably already had an account encounter via one tv show at some point already but Whatever happened, however it landed there, he landed up in this fellowship something on the first night and that completely changed the trajectory of what was supposed to be his university experience and he ended up in fellowships and just serving God. And so when we had the situation where we almost lost my dad, um, all his friends, people that they grew up, many of my dad's friends are pastors, all people that they grew up together and like they were going for missionary trips in university, all those people came together and my mom, I, I would see her crying and praising God in this place where my dad was literally left off for dead. And she tells me now that at that point, I was like telling everybody that, oh, just have faith. He'll come back. Don't worry. He can't die. My daddy will not die. And 
I don't even want to cry in this episode, but it seems like this is what this episode is going to be about. <laughs> Just me really talking to faith and my faith. Um, so we had that moment and needless to say, God brought my daddy back. And I think it was like the fifth day of the coma. He came back singing a song and it's a Yoruba song that like a praise song to God. And I think it's, um, something like that so it was that song just worshiping god and he came back with all these stories about life after death and heaven and his encounter and say what say whatever you want to say you know think whatever you want to think but this wasn't like i read a book this is my dad someone i grew up with and i still love so much even to this day and we still talk and he's awesome and so that was a guiding principle so my point is i grew up like that and so it was really amazing to me how I got to like secondary school and university and started asking questions because you would think with such an encounter and with such a foundation, you would never ask, but then it just shows that we're human beings and there's room for that. Like there's space for you to ask questions. I think God put that in us that we're not just do as I say people where we ask questions. Um, you know, you even go back to like the Bible and you think about the Israelites and it's amazing that you think you read the story of the crossing of the Red Sea, right? And then generations later they're asking questions and you're like you shouldn't need to ask questions like you've seen god manifest himself in so many ways shouldn't you kind of know already but it just shows that we ask questions and so i remember asking questions and a lot of things came up for me to be honest so first of all it's like what if the bible is somebody's why do you believe the bible because everything that we sort of know about jesus for the most part comes from the bible like every message you hear in church is from the bible should be from the bible um and I remember just like reading things and listening to teachings about the fact that, you know, say whatever you want, say whatever you want, but a lot of anthropologists and historical historians, they've already proven to a large extent that there's truth in the Bible itself, right? Like this is not a compilation of people's fantasies. This, and as someone in academia at the moment, I really understand these things and how one, why, why you can think it's credible and why you can think that it's not because People can tell you whatever, but you see the amount of work that people put into creating like questionnaires and getting ready to do research in the field and talking to people and doing field work. And you think about like a lot of the accounts of the gospel, right? About Jesus were similar. Like there were, there were, I, um, there were eyewitness accounts and people were interviewed and many of these people were still alive when these, these documents were floating around. So there's that part. There's also the part that, so if we say that, um, the Bible is factual and then you start reading about Jesus <sighs> you know there's some people that just live on the earth and they are larger than life like there's this um, Jesus and the Black Messiah um, that just came out so I, I've not I've not seen it but you hear the story of Fred Ampton or you hear the story of someone like Dr. Martin Luther King um, Jr. and you you know these people Nelson Mandela you know these people that they're larger than life and before you get into the point of do I believe in Jesus Jesus as a person, he was fantastic. Like you, you read about him and he's like, this is somebody that I would stand, you know, like this is somebody that they just say I would stand. Look at me using the, the slangs of the day anyway. But what I'm saying is anyway, but what I'm saying is this is someone that you would stand like Jesus. His ministry was funded by women. Like they were, well, maybe not totally, but from the records that we have, a lot of women funded his ministry. You had situations where he defended women against men, against the institution. And I don't know, but as we think my International Women's Day and as a woman, that makes me feel good. Like that's someone that would stand with me. 
um, and not just to gender, not, not to make everything about gender, but you think about the fact that he was consistently with the masses. Like when you think about activism and all that we're saying against the institution, Jesus was the guy against the institution. Like that's what he like was going up against the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Like he's, he's that guy, <laughs> you know, he was that man. And I think just when I started having questions, just reading about Jesus, was just fascinating to me, to be honest. And then you're not putting the the supernatural part that a lot of us don't really talk about because it's outside our, our frame of reference right now. Like we don't really have things that seem like that, like raising people from the dead, um, opening blind eyes, like just like that. It's not so close by in our experience. But when you realize that it wasn't a lie. These things happen by the hands of this, this man. Jesus is amazing. And so, you know, I went through all those different levels. And I could keep going on. Okay, I should keep going on. So, I talked about the level of, so my foundation was there. So, even when I was having questions, all I had seen from my family was, like, really a strong testimony um, of who Jesus was and what the faith was. And then really thinking about, like, the Bible itself. Okay, so this, I can actually believe this to a large extent. So, there was the Bible. And then not learning about Jesus from the Bible and realizing that I can't ignore this man. Like, this is a good person. This is a great person. So there's that. And then there's now the next layer that this shifts the perspective of this is just a great man to this is not just a man. Like, there's something here. And there's a fact of the resurrection. And a lot of, if you listen to a lot of apologetics or a lot of pastors, they will talk about how without the resurrection, Jesus is a great person. Like, Mahatma Gandhi, like th- this is a great person. You know, Mother Teresa, this is a great person. This is someone that stands out in culture. This is someone that's larger than life. That's not just another person. This is someone that you note that this person lived, this person walked, this person is awesome. But then the resurrection changes everything because he said he was going to come, he was going to leave, he was going to die, and he was going to come back. And the fact that he died and he rose like he said he would shifts it like he's not just a man like he's not just like any other person and because that happened everything he said now holds additional power because he's not just a wonder worker he's the only one who died and came back like he said he would and people like and then you have the old argument against that how do you believe the resurrection and i can start talking about books i've read and people have listened to but the issue is First of all, there were there were times where multiple people saw him at once. And so unless you say that they they all had the same hallucination at the same time and they all convinced themselves that we would spread this lie. It's pretty dicey to start doubting that. But even if they decided that they were going to tell this lie, I once heard Pastor Adrian Rogers say this, and I thought it was so powerful. He said, Man men may sometimes live for a lie, but no man would die for a lie. And it's so true. You can't pretend anything. You can wild out on Instagram. You can paint any picture of your life. But when push comes to shove and your life, people don't just give up their lives. All things remain equal. I know that Satan can be almost bastard. Satan can be a bastard. And you have suicidal thoughts and you have depression, like deep depressions that make people feel like their life isn't worth anything. But by and large, people value their lives. People value their lives and so if you see people that are willing to die for something there's extra to be asked and then you now look at the experience of the people that actually decided to die someone like paul is such a huge testimony because how do you go from being completely opposed to something 
to being willing to die for something. But all of this is just data, right? All of this is just information. At the end of the day, the Holy Spirit is like the final word on this matter because I've heard, I've had personal encounters where, you know, when you're crying in your room and you don't know why, when you found comfort, when nobody else understand what was doing you, when you've, you've seen healings, you've been healed. It just changes this thing from a concept or an idea to real, to something that's real. And so all of that to say that my life is based on the perspective, unshakable perspective that Jesus is everything. He's who he says he was. Everything he said is true. The Bible is true. And so the point and the main point, which is why I'm not even sad that this entire episode is going to be on just this first point. I can pick it up next week on the other points. But just this point, this very first point is that because Jesus, Jesus is the point. Why would I live a certain way and not the other? Because I hold everything he says in the highest regard. I completely believe that he's coming back. I completely believe that God gave me my life. Like I wasn't, I'm not here by chance. I'm not here. Like people can, nobody can explain how a baby ends in the tummy. Like it's not, it's not man meets woman. They have a baby. We all know that with all the testimonies from infertility and all the science, like the advancements, advancements we're trying to make, it's not a given. So there's something else in that mix. It's not just, and even that we, we, we can explain things, but we can't define why we can't define how we can tell you, okay, this is what happens when this happens, but why? Why does it happen? Like, what's the causal relationship? Like, what happens there? All of that. So because of just this mind-blowing testimony of Jesus, and it's just so good to be true. Oh, snap. I could go on. So after you've, like, thought about why Jesus and how Jesus and the fact that he exists, there's nothing bad about this thing. It's like love that accepts, accepts you at every point. It's just such good news. And the fact that you're not trying to be accepted, you're not, your righteousness is not something that you're trying to do. It's, it was credited to your account. And now you have a perfect relationship with God, with the maker of the universe. So God, Jesus, that's the point. That's my first main point. And that's like the trumping point. That's the, that's the main point. That's the primary point. That's the only point. Everything comes from the understanding of the outworkings of that point. And so this is a long episode, a longer episode than I thought it was going to be, but I hope that this gives you something to think about. Um, if you are somebody in the faith, I hope that this was encouraging and like, you were just like nodding throughout and saying, yes. Um, if you're not a person of faith at the moment, or you've gone away or you're having thoughts, I love talking about this. Um, if you have a question, ask it, you know, slide in my DMs permission granted, um, to ask about this pray about this talk to somebody about this like yeah think about this and so that's what i wanted to share on this episode we'll continue with the other points about like regrets and things like that on what's the point for living a certain way versus another way yeah as always i'm so thankful that you tuned in this is bim salam this has been bim salam the juma girl podcast as always i'm so thankful that you tuned in till next week keep going after your dreams love the life you have build the life you want Bye, guys.